back to Up to Date with Kate, the podcast. I'm so excited for season three because we have some amazing women coming on this podcast and especially women who own their own businesses. I just want to highlight that. And we have some traditional business owners, non-traditional, all the things in between. So I'm so excited. And today we have Alexis Bell. Oh, actually she has a new last name. So I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself um, tell us, you know, where, what you, where you work, where you live, um, hobbies, anything like that. So also before I let her go, she is one of my brides. I actually just did her wedding. Has it been a month yet? Maybe. Uh, not quite. It was the beginning of May. So, oh yeah. Yeah. A month, like a couple days ago. Yeah, so it's been a month, but I did her beautiful wedding and I will just let her go ahead and tell you all about herself so we can dive in. I am Dr. Alexis Faraday. I am a chiropractor in in Richmond. Um, I just opened my newest space here in Richmond, so I'm super excited about that. As far as hobbies, um, my life pretty much revolves around chiropractic right now. (laughs) I'm trying to get this office open. I feel that. But I play a little bit of music um, and then mostly spend all of my time with my dog. (laughs) I feel like you have very musically inclined friends too. Maybe. I do. Yeah. All, you know, musically inclined. Her husband is also a chiropractor as well. So does he work with you? Like is, or... He just got his um, degree in December of last year. So he just took his last set of boards and he's waiting on his license. So as soon as he's licensed, he's going to start seeing patients in here with me. Okay, cool. I just love, like, I just think you're awesome. I think you're you're so young. How old are you? You're older than me, I think. 25. No, you're my age. You're 25. You're a doctor. You own your own practice. Like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) I just think you are so amazing and like, just really something to look up to. Um, So I want you to tell me first about the name of your practice and maybe why you named it that and we'll just start with that the name of my practice is unbridled spirit healing center and most people think that i just named it that because like kentucky unbridled spirit yeah um but i used unbridled spirit because it related to kentucky but because it also related so much to what i do in my practice so i am very focused on the nervous system i'm focused on making sure that all of the nerves coming out of your spine are getting through your spine properly and functioning the way they're supposed to function, allowing um, every part of your body to function the way that it's supposed to. So unbridled spirit to me is saying, I am unbridling the natural power that's inside of you. The thing that lets you breathe and all these things without even thinking about it, your body knows exactly what to do. And if that's interfered with in any way, then you're just not going to be the person that you're supposed to be. You're not going to function the way that you're supposed to function. So unbridled spirit to me is just like unbridling that power inside of you. I love that so much. And I am very much for chiropractic care. I go to a chiropractor every single month. Um, and I have since, so I started going to a chiropractor literally at age like 14 because I played multiple sports, including cheer and gymnastics and 
yeah, like you can just imagine what that has done to my little <laughs> back. So anyways, I started going when I was literally like a freshman in high school and I have kept that up and I still go every single month and like truly believe like in the power of chiropractic care. And so I love that so much. And something I wanted to ask you is, so a lot of people don't realize that some people, I don't know, almost think it's like an extra, like, oh, that'd be nice to get my back popped or whatever, you know, is what people like think of it. But to me, I think of it's like, this is a like standard of care that I get every month. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so can chiropractic care, I, I know a little bit of the answer to this, but um, can chiropractic care help things other than just oh, my back feels better because it's popped. What about your immune system or anything like that? Absolutely. So I always tell people when I introduce myself as a chiropractor, I am not what you think of when you think of a normal chiropractor. Um, I, like I said, I'm very focused on the nervous system in general. So if you have anything going on with your nervous system, the symptom that we notice is pain, but the the pain is just a symptom. And that means that your body's giving you an alarm telling you that something else is going on and you need to look at what else is going on. So if you just take a pain reliever or you do whatever to get rid of that pain, you are just covering up that symptom. You're masking it and you're not dealing with what the problem actually is. And it's just going to keep getting worse. So you can't see me listening, but I'm literally doing (laughs) because I agree. I'll let you finish, but I agree with that so much. Like in all areas of health, it's like, especially when it comes to my body, I don't want to have pain somewhere and maybe take a Tylenol when I can go to the chiropractor and the actual problem can be solved instead of, you know, masking the problem. So I'm like 100% like all in on that. And I think that's so amazing that you do that. And I'll just love you even more by the second because <laughs> she's amazing. So anyways, keep going. So every level of your spine has a different nerve that comes out. And if those nerves are interfered with, that's interfering with whatever that nerve is going to. So for example, like the nerves at the top of your neck that controls all of the things in your face, all of the things in your head, your neck. And if those are interfered with, it could give you anything from migraines to sinus problems. It can give you any problem that those nerves go to. And that's the same for the rest of your body. So if you're having problems with your menstrual cycle or infertility or anything like that, that could be an issue with the nerves going to that area. So we often find in chiropractic that it can help with anything, assuming that the problem is nerve interference. Yeah. That is so amazing. And like, I'm so fascinated by this. Like, (laughs) obviously, (laughs) like I'm not in the medical field, but some people may not know this, but my um, undergrad was neuroscience. So um, I'm actually doing nothing related to my (laughs) undergrad, but it does interest me so much. And I think that's so amazing. And some people are so quick to, I guess, I don't know, jump to conclusions or whatever, but just to not look at other ways, like look into things like chiropractic care to be like, wait, maybe. And like you said, it may not be, but like, it may not be related to nerves or whatever, but it might be. So like, you know, it's worth the shot of checking it out and seeing if things like that can be fixed. So right, I literally love that so much. I also had, I learned this the really hard way. I'm not going to get into this. I'm going to make it a short story, but so I had pain and 
you can't see where I'm pointing, but it's like under my like cheekbone area, all through here and down like above my teeth. And I went to so many doctors and they told me that I had like a tooth problem. Like there was something wrong with my teeth. And I went to a dentist and like, I had to get x-rays done, everything. And people were like, oh, you're having some kind of like tooth problem. I don't even know what they said it was. Um, I don't remember because it wasn't true. Um, and so I went to a dentist after going to like three different doctors, getting x-rays. The dentist does an x-ray of my fat, like of my face and my teeth. And he was like, you don't have a tooth problem at all. Your nerves are hitting. Like your sinuses are so swollen that it's pushing on your nerves. You have a sinus problem. And I was like, holy crap, this is insane. And so when you said that about sinuses, I was like, yes. <laughs> and so now like when I go, I don't even know what it's called, but when I go to the chiropractor, she takes that thing and pushes it on my face. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the little, probably an activator. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. Clicker. and she does like my sinuses every time. So I think that's super interesting. Cause I mean, everyone said I had something wrong with my teeth. Lo and behold, there was nothing wrong with my teeth. It was nerves like in sinuses. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so, which you kind of talked about this a little bit, but I want to give you space to answer the question. Why did you want to come a chiropractor in the first place? Because obviously you could have been any kind of doctor you want to be. So why this? So actually the reason that I decided to become a chiropractor and the reason today that I'm a chiropractor are very different. Okay. Um, I I decided to go to chiropractic school, um, because I'm from a very small town Yes, and the small town that I'm from is very like addicted to drugs. A lot of people start taking pain medication and then they get addicted to the pain medication and they seek something else. So a lot of people are addicted to drugs and I saw this problem and I was like, I want to do something about this. So the best thing that I could think to do was go to chiropractic school so I could get these people out of pain naturally so that they don't have to turn to pain medication in the first place. Um, but then I got to chiropractic school and learned like everything that I've been telling you about, like, it's not about pain. It's not about getting these people out of pain. It's about the underlying issue of their pain. And I started to meet all of these people that had their own reasons that they came to chiropractic school. And it was things like you wouldn't even compare chiropractic to because they were so wild. Like, people saying that they had suicidal thoughts their entire life and they started getting adjusted and now they don't have those suicidal thoughts anymore Mm -hmm. or they have ADHD and now they don't have ADHD anymore because they get adjusted and it's just like all of these things all these people had these different things that they went to chiropractic school for and it really just opened my eyes to okay it's not just pain like we can get people out of pain but we can do all of these other things too. Yeah, it's so much more. And I like, obviously I'm not in the chiropractic field, but I do like encourage all of my friends to go because like sometimes, especially, you know, coming from Eastern Kentucky, people might just think, oh, like I hear all the time, like, why do you go get your back popped every month? Like, I'm like, (laughs) okay, it's a little more than that. (laughs) So I do try to like, you know, spread the word and encourage my friends and like all of my listeners to go as well because it can be so helpful and like my chiropractor swears that we all didn't get sick during like COVID Mm -hmm. because we came and it like boosted our immune system (laughs) because like I never never stopped even during COVID she was like well I think maybe one month if that yeah 
like I think I missed like one appointment and then you know we've been back ever since so I definitely and what's but what's funny is that everybody wants to go to the chiropractor to get popped like they they think it feels good and that's what yeah, they go for it does feel good. I don't I don't do that in my office. I don't do any kind of popping, cracking, twisting. Um, everything that I do is very gentle, light force. Um, sometimes I will use the little clicker thing that you were talking about. Um, but everything that I do is just extremely gentle because I am focused on like releasing that healing power in your body so that your body can heal. And I always tell people I'm not doing anything other than like waking up your body, allowing it to heal because I I'm, I'm not doing any healing. Um, and I am focused on like releasing the tension in your body so that your body can put bones where they need to go instead of me going in and pushing bones where they need to go. So when people come to me and they're like, Oh, I just want to get popped. I'm like, mm, well, actually, <laughs> okay. So can you tell me more about that? Like just say one of our listeners wants to come to you because you're in Richmond, Kentucky, new office. We'll talk about this at the end, but what would the experience be like? Like walk us through an experience. So I do, um, a lot of objective measures in the beginning to say whether you do or do not have nerve interference. So I'll look at like your range of motion, um, different positions that cause you pain. I look at the length of your legs and see if one is shorter um, than the other. Yeah, and not, somebody saw that in mine like a few years ago. Anyway, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have like an anatomically short leg, but it's just a response in your body because of the nerve interference. It's almost like a defense mechanism. Yeah. So your body starts pulling up on your muscles, but it pulls farther on one side than the other because you have this dysfunction. Yes. Um, and then I do thermography scans on the back of your neck. So I'll do a scan and theoretically you should have the same temperature on both sides of your neck. If all of the blood, um, blood supply in the back of your neck is getting the same nerve supply. So if you have like hotter or colder on one side, then that is another thing that tells me that you have nerve interference. I did not know that. That is super interesting. I've never heard that about the temperature. Yeah, we do. We do a lot of objective measures. Um, because I want, I want to be sure that I am actually making a difference. So instead of you just coming in and me like poking around on you and doing this light force adjusting and you're like, okay, you didn't do anything. But then I have these objective measures to say like, oh yeah, I did. Cause you yeah, had this evidence. nerve interference. Yeah. The evidence to back it up. It's like, here's your stats before here's after clearly. Exactly. Yeah. That's so awesome. Okay. So here's something, um, that, I think it's super interesting. I mean, I'm not at this point in my life yet, but um, I did see that you posted the cutest little baby and you said <laughs> it was like your first chiropractic pregnancy or baby or something. So I just wanted to, because I feel like most people don't know this as well. And I didn't even know this until I moved to Lexington is the first time I'd ever heard of a chiropractor doing like pregnant people and babies and things like that. So can you tell us about that and what that looks like and maybe just any details. Cause I think that's super cool. And I know like a lot of my friends are getting pregnant and having babies. So it might be like educational. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am certified in a technique called Webster technique and it was developed because, um, the person who developed it, Dr. Webster found out that when he was doing these adjustments on women, that their breech babies would flip. And it was, just because of the proper nerve supply to their uterus. So when he 
um, analyzes, he focused a lot on the pelvis because the pelvis is where the baby sits um, when the woman's pregnant. So when he adjusted the pelvis and put it into proper alignment, it gave proper um, nerve supply to the uterus and also opened up the pelvis so that the baby had enough room to move around in there. Um, so I am certified in that technique. And I also do a lot of pediatrics because we find that during the birthing process, because it's so traumatic that almost all babies need their top bone of their neck. It's called um, your atlas. They almost all need that bone adjusted after they're born because of the um, like pulling and thing on things on their head yeah. as they're coming out of the womb. I didn't even think about that, but like, yeah, like no, it would be a miracle if they were perfectly aligned after all, right? That, you know, right. And what we don't think about is like things that are wrong with, let's say, you today, things that you have in your body that aren't necessarily normal that could have potentially been a problem from the time that you're born. Yeah. So it's very, it's, it's one of my huge focuses to make sure that we look at babies and make sure that they are aligned so that they don't develop these problems over time and just get yeah. worse and worse and worse as the years go on. Wow. That's really awesome. I will definitely hit you up one day whenever <laughs> I'm pregnant who knows when that will be, but, um, when absolutely. I don't know if you read, um, the post that I posted the picture of the baby, but she was a first time mother and she pushed for 12 minutes and the baby was out. <laughs> okay. I'm definitely coming to you because <laughs> this is like a, one of my biggest fears. Like I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to pain and I'm so scared of labor. Like that's traumatic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so maybe if I come to you and get adjusted, my body will, you know, it'll go a little smoother. So, and I'm in school right now to be a doula as well. Wow. And part of what I want to like, just like motivate women to understand that like pain during labor is not a negative thing. Like you want to experience that pain. You want to just be one with that pain because you are doing something so amazing. So saying that you like want to be pain-free during your labor, you want to do these things pain-free. That's great. But you can also take that and say, I don't want to be pain-free during my labor. I want to embrace the pain during my labor. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh my gosh. I don't know when I'm going to have children, but I feel <laughs> like I need you in my life in all areas because I just love everything that you've said, like everything that you stand for, your office, your mindset, like that is just, I feel like we're so aligned. Like I love that so much. Um, so one of the, okay, I actually have two more questions, uh, maybe three, <laughs> maybe four, we'll see. So <laughs> what is something which we talk, we touch on this a little bit, but maybe you have something that I didn't ask, but what is something that people might not know? We have talked about a lot of this though, that people <laughs> might not know about chiropractic care. Like, is there something that you feel like people are normally like, what? Like, you know, like shocked by. Um, the main thing that I would say is that most people think, oh, I don't want to go to a chiropractor because they're going to make me go for the rest of my life. And yeah. while like a lot of chiropractors probably do just like in any other profession, some yeah. of them might say like, oh yeah, I want you to come for the rest of your life because I want money for the rest of your life. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but most chiropractors want you to come for the rest of your life because they don't want you to fall back into these patterns. So yeah. if you have this pain, 
and we get rid of the pain, that's what you came in for. But why were you having the pain? We aren't sure. You know what I mean? So unless I'm looking inside of your body and saying, okay, this is exactly why you were having this pain then we aren't sure exactly what else is going on in your body unless you're having a symptom. So for me, I stay clear as often as I can stay adjusted as often as I can, because I can't, I I wouldn't know without a symptom what else was going on in my body. So I don't want to let things get to a point of pain. If that makes sense. My thought process is like better safe than sorry. Like, it doesn't hurt to stay adjusted. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's not negative to, you know, get adjusted and things like that. So, um, okay. So the next question I have for you, and I've, I don't know if you'll have a lot to say about this, but I feel like you might, <laughs> because I just feel like you're like a boss babe. So what does it like to be a female business owner in like a predominantly male field so until I moved to Lexington I never even saw a woman or like even saw an advertisement for a female chiropractor let alone a female chiropractor that owns her own practice so like what are your thoughts on that how do you feel I think you're amazing but tell us what you think so being a woman business owner I don't feel is, um, as difficult as just being a woman, doctor, chiropractor. Yeah. Um, just because people look at me and I'm five, three, 115 pounds and they're like, Oh, you, there's no way you could be a chiropractor. Um, so that's, that's the most difficult thing to deal with process. Like when I was thinking about you in this and people, I don't know, people just look at me, not like I'm lesser or whatever, because I'm not a man but just like I'm smaller, I'm weaker, you know what I mean? And that's the hardest thing to deal with. Um, I think a lot of people that come in the practice think that they can take advantage of me because I'm a woman, but then they get here and they meet me and they're like, Oh, okay. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) So I just really stand in my ground of like, yes, I'm a woman. Yes. I'm a chiropractor. Yes. I'm a business owner, but I am all of those things. And like, you can't take that away from me. Yes, I love that so much. I just think you're awesome. Um, and she's also vegan. I just want to add that in there. I think that's so amazing. As you guys know, I'm like predominantly plant-based. I mean, I cheat every now and then because I'm not perfect, <laughs> but even at her wedding, like I normally have to eat meat at most weddings because I'm there like 12 to 14 hours and I'm starving. So like I have to eat. But at her wedding, I got to eat vegan for dinner. So I thought that was so amazing. I actually have another friend who's vegan and I texted her afterwards and I was like, you will never believe this. Like when you get married, you have to have vegan options. Like it was super cool. Um, so I just had to throw, that's like my little plug for uh, <laughs> the world <laughs> to help the, the world. Um, planet earth. Okay. Anyways. So just to kind of wrap this up, I always ask my guests to leave us with a tip. So if you can give a tip to a woman wanting to literally just any kind of thing, like wanting to be a doctor, wanting to start her own business, chase her dreams, whatever it is like, yes, we are highlighting business owners this, um, season, but like, I also recognize and know that there's plenty of dreams out there that don't require you to own your own business. So I'm not necessarily using this series to say, Oh, you have to be a business owner. I'm just 
relate well to business owners and want to highlight them. So what would you advice you give to any woman out there who's wanting to chase her dreams, like no matter what it is? Literally just do it. Like I, when I went to chiropractic school, I failed my first quarter and I just kept going. Mm -hmm. Um, I am now because of chiropractic school in $200,000 in debt. Yeah. Um, I feel that cause my husband <laughs> and like, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Like if you think you're going to fail, if you think that you are going to be out a lot of money because of something like all of these things, it doesn't matter. Just do it, like get it done and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told a long time ago by a woman in chiropractic that I look up to that she never passes a penny on the sidewalk. She passes a penny on the sidewalk. She picks it up because if you pass that penny on the sidewalk, you're telling the universe that you don't need money. And if you pick up the penny, you're telling the universe, like, keep giving me money. I'm going to keep taking it. So I live every aspect of my life that way. Like if I want something, I tell the universe that I want it and I go for it and the universe will be kind to you. Like if you just tell them what you want, it will come to you. I love that so much. And I really feel like that too. Like, I feel like I have this like deep belief that because I have seen it in my life, that if you want something and you are doing good with it, like for example, you, obviously you're helping so many people. And like me as a photographer, like I know some people be like, what? You're just taking pictures. But like, you wouldn't believe the amount of times people text me and say, oh my gosh, I just received my wedding gallery. I'm literally sobbing. Like, thank you so much. This means the world to me. Or I capture, you know, this is a side end, but I capture pictures of a loved one who's passed away. And like, just, it means a lot to people. And like, pictures are memories that people can keep forever. And so like, to me, it's really important. And I do feel like that, um, helping people in that way. So I feel like when, I mean, you know, this is just me. Like when you're putting these good vibes out and you are doing things for other people and not necessarily focusing on the money, you'll be provided for, you know what I mean? Like it'll all come back. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have Mm -hmm. good intentions, I just feel like that I have seen so many times in my life and other people's lives, like if your intentions are good and you're not, you know, out trying to cheat somebody or whatever, that it's all going to work out. So that's just what I believe. I just think that if you're doing what you love and you are helping people and making an impact and everything will just work out after that. So that's why I always just encourage people to chase their dreams because most of the time people's dreams are, And I think that's in us as human beings, like people's dreams do relate around somehow helping other people because like you just get so fulfilled that way, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's just my two cents on that topic. But anyways, do you have anything else to add? Um, I will also say about the tip there. Um, I really encourage people to focus on like what the purpose of their life is. And if you feel that your purpose is to help people or you feel that your purpose is to make other people happy or whatever that may be, if you're not fulfilling that purpose, then why are you here? You know what I mean? So if you truly find your purpose and you realize what you want to do with your life and you just follow it, no matter what that means, then I, I truly think that you will find happiness there. Yes. I love that. And that's how I feel like as an Enneagram seven, wait, do you know your Enneagram number by chance? Six. 
Oh, loyalist. <laughs> um, but like as an Enneagram seven and just as me as a person, like I do feel like my like purpose is to like bring joy and motivation. Like, and no matter what I do the rest of my life, like I have so, I mean, I have backup plans to my backup plans. Like I have so many things and that's just me as a person because I have so many different things that I want to do. But like, if I sit down, like you said, and look at all these different things and different business ideas that I have, it's all about making people happy and keeping people motivated and excited and like, so I definitely see what you mean there. Like find the direction, whatever it is that you're like wanting to go. I love that. Cause I, I honestly hadn't thought about that, but like, I mean, even this podcast, I literally do this podcast. Like I don't even make money. I just do this podcast because I love to see people chase their dreams and like be happy and excited and motivated. And like so many people will message me or text me, even people I don't know. It's like, I listened to your podcast and it made me, you know, want to like make a change or whatever it is. So I definitely feel that. And I love that you said that. And it's very easy to, to give up. Like, let's say you only had three people every week or however often you post that listen, but you decide you want to give up because you only have three people, but one of those three people, like it could have made a huge difference in their life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Me and my friend Kelsey, were actually talking about this, about being vegan and she, she's like pretty good, (laughs) pretty good at it. Like I cheat all the time, but she is very like hardcore about it. And, um, I try to tell her to post more about being vegan. And we got into this conversation and she was like, you know, that's true. Like, even if I just affect one person, like imagine the difference that that can make. And that's how I feel too. So like, and for you listeners at home, I heard this thing that like literally changed my perspective on social media because nowadays people think you need like 10,000 followers and 1,000 likes and all these things to be an quote unquote influencer or to make a difference. But imagine even if you just have 100 people looking at your stories, imagine if you were in a building and 100 people were sitting there listening to what you had to say. And then, okay, next example, imagine you have a thousand views on your story. Imagine you are in an arena and a thousand people care what you have to say. Like the numbers like don't matter. And I feel like people look at it wrong unless you have so many views and this and that. Like I have some reels that have 4,000 views. What if 4,000 people were standing in front of me watching me? You know what I'm saying? So like no matter how big or small, even if 10 people are at a coffee shop listening to what you have to say, like what you have to say is important. And I think that's amazing. And I just wanted to add that in because like you said, even if it's just a few people that you impact, I think the screen um, makes it a little different. And if you think about what if these people were in real life coming to see me and listen, what I have to say, I think that puts it into like much more perspective. Mm -hmm. So I think that's awesome. But Okay, so to sum it up, thank you guys for listening. We are so excited. Alexis, go ahead and tell us how people can get in touch with you. How they, where is your new practice? How can they get into your office? All of the things. So I have uh, my Facebook is Unbridled Spirit Healing Center. And then my Instagram is Dr. Alexis Verity. 
And I'm also having my a grand opening here in Richmond on June 25th at 4 p.m. So you can come out and kind of learn about what we do, um, have some free food with us, and we'll be giving some opportunities for some different giveaways and supporting some small businesses. Um, and then you can give me a call. My number's on my Facebook page. So I have a lot of different ways that you can get in contact. Um, the main way pretty much would just be my website if you're interested in scheduling a consultation or anything like that. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. I know I said this like a hundred times, but I just think you're amazing. I love everything that you stand for and just thank you for being such a wonderful example. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, shoot me a message on my Instagram at up to date with Kate. If you like this episode, if you need me to help you get in contact with Dr. Alexis, I can do that as well. And here is an ad. Um, if you need a wedding photographer, Katie Mac photography would love to help. I am, um, completely booked up for 2021, except for November and December, I have two spots left and I'm already getting booked up for 2022 weddings. So if you do need a wedding photographer, let me know. I would love to help you out. Dr. Alexis can vouch for me. (laughs) Yes, I can. I have never in my life felt as beautiful as looking at my wedding pictures. (laughs) I love it so much. So thank you guys for listening. I hope that you got something helpful and useful out of this episode and that you, you know, maybe walk this week a little taller and chase your dreams a little harder. So thank you guys and see you later.